Joe hates a lot of things. Joe hates toddlers and tiaras. Never before have I wanted to strangle so many people after watching so little TV. Joe hates shepherd's pie. It's like puke in a pan. Plus, it's morally wrong to call it pie. Joe hates raisins. I hate raisins so much that I'd rather have ants on a log with actual ants. Joe hates being tailgated. I want a bumper sticker that reads, free golf balls for tailgaters. I want that and a thousand golf balls. Joe hates littering. The penalties range from $10 to $500. They should range from $500 to death. And Joe hates when people say Satan as they pass him on the street. This happens more than I think it should. Hello and welcome to Things Joe Hates. My name is Joe and with me is my producer, Jake. Hello, Joe. Hi, Jake. How you doing? I'm hanging in there. I'm ready to get into this hate. Good, because today we're talking about movies. Ah. Boy, did I hit a nerve when I asked for feedback on movies. What people hate about movies, there's a lot of hate. We're going to start it off this time with something I talked about back in the episode, Things That Make Me Uncomfortable, okay. part one. And it's the Meet the Parent series of movies. And I just can't stand this series of movies because Ben Stiller does such a good guy, a good job as the lying guy that's nervous about everything. And I can't watch these movies. It's Again, it's one of those movies that could be solved with... One line of dialogue. Exactly, one line of dialogue. Where someone just tells the truth, and all of a sudden, the whole movie's fixed. Oh, well, that makes much more sense. All right, the end. Credits. The end. And and I'm not going to go on about this one, because we've already covered it pretty much at length in the previous episode. But the next thing I hate is when trailers include scenes that aren't in the movies. And this happens frequently. In fact, if you Google this, you'll find a video of the top ten trailers that have scenes missing from the movies. This is something I always thought happened. Like, I would watch a trailer and go, that looks cool. Months later, I'd go see the movie. And then I was like, I felt like there's something missing. Right. Like, I feel like there's something missing. and But I could never put my finger on it. Like, I can't tell you right off the top of my head what movies contain yeah. this. But I, it's like, I know this happens. Yep. That's that's true. And it does happen. And there's, uh, there's a YouTube video out there that covers it. I'm not going to go into detail about the, you know, I'm not going to plagiarize someone else's work there, but I encourage you to go watch it. It's a good video. Google it. Google it. Uh, also, Captain Optimist is with me on this one. Uh, she uh, <laughs> she said that uh, she had the same, the same complaint. And the next one's a real sticking point for me, and it's when critics give a bad review to a movie they obviously don't understand. For example? For example, the latest Godzilla movie. Oh, okay. So... When I went to see that movie, I was expecting to see a Godzilla movie. And you know what I saw? Probably the most awesome Godzilla movie that was ever made. Right. Right? And then I watched the reviews. I went and saw it the day it came out because I was so hyped about it. Because when I was a kid, you could not get me away from the TV when there was a Godzilla movie on TV in the 70s and 80s. I was like, oh, can't can't mow the lawn. Godzilla's on. <laughs> My dad... Uh, put the stop to that pretty quick. But <laughs> it, I, I love them, and they were great. And I went to see Godzilla, this Godzilla movie, and I was impressed with how, how awesome it was relative to the old movies. It was, it was a, um, uh, you know, a, a, I don't want to say it's a remake because it's not really a remake because there are hundreds of Godzilla movies, or tens of Godzilla movies anyway, and they're all kind of like different chapters in, Godzilla's, in the Godzilla mythology. But when I... Turn on the reviewers, and they're going, oh, this movie doesn't have any character development. The storyline is completely unbelievable. This movie gets one star. I mean, you don't understand the genre you're reviewing. You really don't. Yeah. <laughs> you really. Here's another great case in point. The original Batman 
movie. The first Batman movie with Michael Keaton and yeah. uh, Jack Nicholson. Yes. Did I get the right name? I always, I always want to say Jack Nicholson or Jack Nicholas. And one of them is a golfer and one of them is an awesome actor. I think Jack Nicholson is correct. Ja- Jack Nicholson. Great. So uh, Jack Nicholson is a joker. And uh, also Jack Palance, who does a great performance in that movie. Uh, and we're, I'm, I'm watching the movie. I'm watching a reviewer with a friend of mine, uh, my, one of my best friends in high school, Bob. And this reviewer goes, this movie was terrible. It was it was dark and disgusting, and the Joker wasn't even funny. He's not <laughs> supposed to be funny, you twit. He's supposed to be criminally insane. I hope that's uh, satire. I, I don't think it was satire. She was serious, because she's thinking back to Sid Caesar and uh, uh. and his Joker inter- interpretation from the show with Adam West. Next thing. I hate the fact that I'm not a Hollywood executive saying things like, Let's remake Overboard, and let's remake Point Break, and we'll make millions. <laughs> oh, my God. I would like to say those things, particularly the last one, we'll make millions. You can we'll- say that, Joe. We're in the podcast business, you oh. know, raking in all that cash. All that podcast money. All that podcast money. <laughs> what am I going to do? I think I'm going to buy a Tesla. We're going to go Scrooge McDuck into a pile of money. What are you going to do with your podcast money? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to build a mountain of it and just stare at it. <laughs> No, no, I, I, I want an original storyline. I really do, and I'm really sick of these remakes. And I'm not so sure I'm sick of, like, new chapters and reboots and sequels. You know, like like I was talking about Godzilla. I don't consider that to be a reboot or a remake. I think that's just a new chapter. Uh-huh. Also, I'm, I'm very tolerant of the Star Trek reboot because I think that was plausible. I don't mind that so much because uh, there is a dearth of Star Trek movies that, that are out, and uh, I'm a big fan of the, of the franchise. I'm not huge. I'm not against reboots. Yeah. I think reboots are okay as long as they're done well. Because you look, they're they're separated essentially by generations. So if this, like Star Trek, for example, right. or the Star Wars movies, or I'm trying to think, you know, Batman, etc., they're separated by about a generation's worth. Because what appealed to a previous generation is not always necessarily going to appeal to this generation. Correct. So they say, okay, well, we'll rewrite this and we'll say, we'll take these characters and reimagine them a little bit or, or do whatever to appeal more to the current generation or the way things are culturally and all that kind of stuff. So yeah, I don't but... have a, I don't have a problem with reboots overall in general. Finally, the thing I hate the most is when movies kill or endanger child characters in the hopes of drawing me in. Right. Yeah. It, it it's lazy writing. And I was really hoping to enjoy the movie Arrival, which is a movie tailor-made for me. It's got science fiction, aliens, and then linguistics built into it. Mm-hmm. All these things are are things I love. And I was hoping that that would be like a great movie I could watch, but in the first 90 seconds, I'm out because they take the main character's daughter and kill her with cancer immediately. Yeah, that's not even a spoiler because it's no, the first few seconds it's the first, of the movie. I'm not even spoiling the movie for you. That's <laughs> how that movie starts. It starts as garbage. I don't care about the rest of it. I'm not watching it. I'm not watching it because you're a lazy writer who doesn't care to write a compelling story. You just want to get me to sympathize with this woman, and I can't stand it. Do better, Hollywood. There. I said it. The revolution <sighs> begins here. <sighs> Before we go on to Joe Rates Your Hate, I want to tell you about a new podcast that's out there. From the good folks over at Pratt Street Media, I think you should check out Hacking Humans. It's a, an excellent podcast, and you might notice something a little familiar on it. I don't know. Maybe. Maybe not. Um, Joe, are you cheating on me? No. Well, maybe. 
Maybe not. Joe, we're going to have to have a discussion. <laughs> Let's move on to Joe Rates Your Hate. What do we got? We have plenty. Like you said, there was a lot of feedback from this, so we're going we're gonna to try to move the, through this as quickly as possible. Tons of hate on trailers. Okay. Uh, I think that might be indicative of uh, just an overall cultural dislike for trailers. First off, you're sitting there for 20 minutes after the start time of the movie, still watching trailers. <laughs> and then a bunch of this stuff happens. So, yep. for example, Katie hates trailers that give away the entire plot of the movie. Okay. Which is a common theme here. Amanda from Lady Bitch Time hates movie trailers that give away the best funny parts of the movie. Again, is it like uh, what was um, what did you say? Home Alone. Home Alone. Yeah. Home Alone syndrome is what I call this. When you uh, when you don't need to pay to see the movie because either watching the trailers and the commercials, you've already seen all the funny parts. Yeah, it's and then Shannon hates when you go to see a movie based on an awesome trailer, only to find that the only four scenes in the movie that are good are the ones in the trailer, and the rest of the movie is crap. Yeah, it's all pretty similar. I, I know that's happened to me. I can't think of a movie. Um, I hate also, I think, you know what? I think that Beaches, Beaches was like that. Beaches looked like it was going to be a, 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 a zany madcap comedy with funny old Bette Midler. And it wasn't. It was a sad, sad story about someone losing a friend. And I was, I, the movie was probably a great movie, but it was, uh, the it, trailer, the, the trailer ruined, ruined it for me. Because the tone was off. The tone was off. I was expecting to see a great comedy. That's that's so simple, too. Like, that kind of stuff is stuff you figure out day one. What's the movie with Edward make... Norton and Ben Stiller and Jenna Elfman where uh, uh, Ben Stiller plays a rabbi and... and um, I don't know. Anna Banana. Oh, God, I can't remember the name of the movie. I'm not sure. But it looks like it's going to be um, a priest, a rabbi, and Jenna Elfman walk into a bar. You know, it looks like the trailers all make it look like that kind of movie. Yeah. Right? But it's not. It's actually a very, um, you know, serious movie. It, it didn't have the, the comedic aspect I was hoping for, and it turns out to be terrible. It, you know what? If movie companies continue to do that, then they're just going to keep reaping what they sow. They, they put out bad trailers, and then these trailers don't match up with the movies, so then people leave the movie going, that was terrible. I'm not watching that again, and then they tell all their friends to not watch it either. Right. So enjoy your low box office. Exactly. If you want to keep screwing up something so simple, such as matching the tone of the trailer <laughs> to the tone of the movie, <laughs> right? It's that's not hard. Yeah. I I mean, <laughs> I, I hate all these things. There's going to be too many things for me to actually rate, but I'm going to go yeah. ahead and say I hate all these things. Yes. Uh, from Twitter. Juliet Miranda at Morning Neurosis. Ah, from the uh, Unwritable Rant podcast. Yes. I a great hate, podcast, by the way. It is. I hate the PG-13 rating, especially on a horror movie. It essentially means the movie you're about to see could have been watchable, but all the good stuff has been left out to meet some <laughs> arbitrary concept of age-related propriety. That's why I like watching Deadpool, because it was rated R. <laughs> I don't and they, they movie... did not compromise with that. They said there will be no PG-13 cut of this. Just I don't think you R. can make a PG-13 you can't. cut. That movie would be two minutes long. Not, yeah, the, the, uh, there is not a frame of that movie where there's something rated R going on. Right. And it's not Which like is good it's, because that's the point. It's not. Yeah, exactly. It's not that it's like dirty or filthy. It's just that it's. It's a little dirty. It's I, a okay, little raunchy. But, but it's. But, but it's, it's a, not. I don't. It's not tastelessly so, I don't think. Yeah. I, I think you know what this was. This was a great movie. I thought the thing about the thing about the, those kinds of movies, specifically like Deadpool, is it's very 
down to earth and it makes fun of itself. Yes. Which is what's important. Is it's what, that's what people like to relate to because it's like they see uh all these things, you know, movies are put on such a pedestal, all these celebrities and everything, and then to see these people making fun of themselves and yeah. making themselves look the way they do is refreshing. Especially of the genre of superheroes. I, I, yes. I think, I think that's what makes it so great. But to yes, continue, Juliet, I hate that. Yes. To continue, the St. Paul Filmcast, at ST Paul Filmcast, hates three minutes of producer logos before the movie begins. <laughs> Yeah, I, I, how many companies are involved in these uh, in these things? Uh, at least like fifty apiece. You know, you watch like the one that comes to mind was Star Trek, where uh, the first Star Trek reboot, where they have like the Paramount logo, and then they have like some other logo, and then they have the Bad Robot logo, and then they have another logo. I, you know, I, 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 I this isn't something that that makes it makes me cringe, but it's not something I'm terribly fond of. You know, I understand you're you're. You have to have your logo because you're involved in making it. But does it really need to be a, a 45 second logo? Yeah. Do I need the THX logo every time? Every Family. time there's a movie, do I need that that big yeah. loud THX moot thing? Can't you just Scares put THX the on the screen you. for like 10 seconds? Family Guy made fun of this. Yes, they did. They they did a very good little bit on it. I thought that was you should check that out. Google yeah, it's that. irritating. Not not rising to the level of hate, but it is a mild irritation of mine. Yeah. Milwaukee Mob, at the Milwaukee Mob, better watch your kneecaps, says <laughs> that time travel is the number one thing to hate. Ah. <clears throat> we, we talked uh, about this. Let me pontificate about this. Yeah, we talked about this a little bit before we went on air. Yes, it depends on what you mean here, Milwaukee Mob. If you're talking about, like, as a subject of a movie, I'm going to wholeheartedly disagree with you. Like Terminator. Like Terminator, right. Or, or Star Trek Four. Right, where the yes. whole concept of the movie is we have traveled back in time and we're going to do something. Yes. Then I think it's a cool concept and I think it's great. But when you start talking about it like it's the deus ex machina, as you put it, Jake. Yeah, it's the, it's the way to save the day, the right. Superman flying around the world backwards to <laughs> right. turn back time, which... That was pure, unadulterated <laughs> crap, is what that was. Nonsense. I mean, the rest of the movie is a good movie, but that was like, what? Yeah. Uh, except for the inaccuracies of that's not how that works (laughs) whatever (laughs) there's a lot of that there's not how that works in that movie that really didn't require that much effort to find (laughs) yeah but yeah so if if you're talking about the to save the day kind of thing yeah sure yeah i'm I'm with you on that but if you're talking about the concept in a movie like that's the core concept of the movie like terminator right nah if it's lazy writing i just hate lazy writing yeah so i might be with you on this one Milwaukee Mob, I might not be. Depends on what you mean. Uh, Dean, at ROL Pictures. I hate the Save the Cat blueprint that every movie basically follows today. Hmm. Which, Are again, we, we had quite a lengthy discussion yep. before we went on air because we're actually not quite sure what you mean, Dean. We looked up, because uh, I had never heard of the Save the Cat blueprint before. I'm not super into movies. Um, but we did a little bit of digging, and we found... The book, Save the Cat by Blake Snyder, which is essentially like a... A manual. It's, yeah, it's a, man, it's a manual for screenwriting. Right. And how to write a story off of this certain type. And also, we looked at that specific meaning, Save the Cat, and there was apparently in the movie Alien... Right, uh, which is a great Sigourney movie. Weaver's character goes and actually saves the cat, and that's supposed to help you endear... How's supposed to help the 
audience endear themselves to the character. Right. Or and vice versa. Mel however. Gibson does that in Lethal Weapon 3. Right. Right. They, they so save the cat. The point I guess I'm trying to make is, sure, if you don't like that concept of, oh, we got to save the cat now you like the character, sure. But if you're talking about the blueprint that Save the Cat, the book laid out, that's the, I mean, we, we, and when we did the digging, we found that's essentially is the hero's journey. That's your right. Star Wars. That's your Beowulf. That's all like ancient Jason stories. And the or, or the Odyssey and the Iliad. Yeah. These it are goes a, back the really, Epic of really Gilgamesh. Right. Like one of the first stories we even know about. So I, I mean, it's an ancient story. It's a story that we all latch onto. And sure, it's remade a lot, but that's. We like it. That's why we watch these movies. So, I mean, if that's what you're talking about, I will have to disagree with you. I don't know about Joe. Yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I definitely think that the lazy writing of, you know, like save the cat or if they put a kid in there and they're trying to save the kid, then, uh, then yeah, that's lazy writing. But I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to agree with you on this, Jake. Um, I'm, I'm not going to hate an entire screenwriting paradigm just because it's common. Yeah. It's common for a reason, and it's common because it works. It's a, it's an archetypal story, so right, exactly. It's it's yeah, you can't. Sorry, Dean. Yep. Um, from Facebook, had a bunch from Facebook. Okay. Andrea hates when movie posters show the main characters standing in a row, but the actor names listed across the top are in a different order. I saw this yesterday. <laughs> Yeah, because we we went to, we went to see Deadpool two yesterday, right? And there's the, all over the place. There's those kinds of posters, right? And I'm I'm looking at that like, that's not her. That's a guy. I can't remember the name of the movie or the actors, but the, they were standing in a row of five, and the names were all obviously messed up. They're like, I, I don't know. They're probably some kind of top billing yeah. negotiation that happens. Like who shows up on the screen right. first, kind of thing. Yeah. So yeah, it irritates me. I don't know that it rises to the level of hate, but definitely, definitely an irritant, Andrea. That would bother my OCD. Yeah, yeah, that too. Like, no, no, we should rearrange this. Um, Bob hates going to the theater, <laughs> usually because about halfway through, I want to stand up and say, "Hey, do you guys mind if we pause for a minute? I just drank this 128 ounce soda, and my bladder is about to explode <laughs> if I don't go to the bathroom immediately." <laughs> so. This happens to me because I'm a sucker for those Coke machines they have at the AMC by my house. That you can like put all kinds of flavors in? It's amazing. When I was a kid, <laughs> this never happened. And, the, and this is why when somebody says, you remember the good old days? I'll say, you mean like when, when we didn't have soda machines that were like this? <laughs> I don't remember those. I hate those days. I like this soda machine right here, this modern marvel, this eighth wonder of the world. This is a great soda machine. I'm going to get the 128-ounce beverage, and I'm going to fill it up with cherry vanilla Coke, which you can't get anywhere but the movie theater. And then I'm going to sit in the movie, and I'm going to drink it all in the first 20 minutes so that I can do exactly what Bob's doing right, talking about right here, get up and have to go out to the men's room at about – 45 minutes into the movie. Well, that's because, you you know, there's 20 minutes of trailers, so you still are like, oh, well, the movie's about to start any second now, right. so you start drinking. <laughs> and then, like, 20 minutes later, you're like, the, ho the, the house lights haven't dimmed at all. <laughs> right. We're still waiting. <laughs> I think I'm going to go into the men's room now, but then I missed the beginning of the movie. That's always my biggest fear. I'm with Bob on this. Yeah, I, that I'm, happens to me, too. I I'm, hate it. I'm a victim of my own devices on this one, though, because if I go to the movie and I don't drink anything before it, I got a buddy who goes to movies, Tom. Tom goes to movies, and he will not get anything before he goes to the movies exactly for this reason. That's and smart. he's always been like that. Smart. Yep. The last one we have here is from Joseph. Uh-huh. 
and he says, this is not necessarily about movies, but movie going. I hate when you pay to see a movie just for it to be ruined by a human giraffe to sit in <laughs> front of you, which is really irritating because he's already a tall person himself. Right. I also hate when prepubescent boys try to turn the movie you paid to see into an episode of Mystery Science Theater 3000. <laughs> I hate when people text during the movie, but their screen brightness is at 1,327%. <laughs> Most of all, I hate when all three of these things happen at the same movie. <laughs> I hate all these things, too. You know, that's awesome. I'm just going to go ahead and give him the rant of the week right now. <laughs> there you go. Congratulations, Joseph. Rant of the week. Yeah, I would say that's uh, that's a pretty strong on his part. I, I kind of hate all these things. I mean, the the texting I don't care about so much because... Oh, I that's the worst. I mean... I don't... I honest, I mean, unless it's right in front of me, I don't really care. Yeah, but it's right in front of somebody. Your eyes True. are your eyes are adjusted to the uh, adjusted to the dimness of the light right. in the theater. But and if somebody, somebody turns on a white screen, so if you're going to text to the movie, find somewhere where you're going to be sitting by yourself. That's it. Then there you go. Then text all you want because if like you uh, no, can't see the no. person catty turn corner all the way off. down. Do what in I front. do at the movies. Turn your phone off. That's nah. what I do. Turn your phone off. You're, eh. Nobody needs you for two hours. Turn the phone off. Eh. No. Do what you want. No. Don't do what you want. Be do what you want and then be the subject of Joe's hate. Be the be the and you'll end up person, on this show. Be the person who realizes they live in a society and they're not they're not some solipsistic. We consistent. live in a society. Right. <laughs> All right. All right, that's it. If you enjoy the podcast, please share it with your friends. Also it would help if you rate us on Facebook and iTunes and give us a nice five star review. And tell me what you hate. I would love to hear it. Follow Joe on Twitter at Things Joe Hates. Like us on Facebook. Facebook dot com slash things joe hates our email address is things joe hates podcast at gmail.com links to all of these can be found on our website things joe hates dot com female voiceover is provided by andrea patrilli podcast artwork is by Susie blake i'm nate goodwin for things joe hates